We are back with the 166th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Uh, as always, I'm really excited for this one. I am joined by Bellator middleweight Lance, the boogeyman, right? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? Not too bad, man. First things first, got to get this out of the way. The boogeyman. I think I, I love that nickname. How did that come about? Uh, my first trainer gave it to me. Um, literally, the, I, I asked him, what, what, why did you put my name as the boogeyman on this poster? And he's just like, you're spooky. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And I just kind of ran with it. You know, I'm kind of pale. So, you know, that, that works for it, too. So, and, you know, I'm a scary individual. You get in the cage with me, you know. Uh, some bad things can happen. I love it. Um, it's been a while since we've seen you in the cage, though. Obviously, the pandemic and everything. How have you been the past year or so, and, and what sorts of things have you been doing outside of the cage? Uh, outside of the cage? Uh, yeah. Trying to survive, bro. You know, I'm, I moved out to Denver because I wanted this to be my livelihood and trying to make this as my career. And, you know, I was uh, uh, coming off of a win in February of 2020, and I had another fight scheduled in April, right when uh, the first lockdown happened. And yeah, that's pretty much all all that's been going on. And um, I made a move. I signed with uh, Sucker Punch Management, uh, so that way I could uh, be more active, especially in the climate with today's MMA. Um, you know, I really feel like management is very key. So I signed with them, and. Um, I was uh, really hoping to make it onto the Ultimate Fighter. I um, got word for that like in November of 2020 um, that uh, I was a contestant or a possible contestant for that. Made it all the way to um, almost leaving for it. They were about ready to get my flight to Vegas and then I get COVID. So um, that, that was uh, really disheartening. But then um, about... Uh, Two or three weeks after I recovered from COVID, testing negative and all that, I get the call for uh, Bellator. So, you know, um, universe kind of works out in weird ways sometimes, you know. Um, if not this, then, you know, I'm uh, I'm not too keen on being on a reality TV show. I'm a fighter. I'm not an actor or somebody that likes the spotlight too much. I just want to go in there, do my thing, and then get my hand raised at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? Do you think in the end that was kind of a blessing in disguise? I mean, obviously, like you said, the reality TV, having to go through there, going, being away from family and, and still possibly not even getting a contract. This way, you know, you're, you're signing to Bellator right away. You can go and fight. Don't have to deal with all the other uh, stuff. Is it? Do you feel like in a way it was a blessing in disguise? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I'm, just, I'm just out here kind of do, doing my thing. And, um, you know, like, there's been so many people that have gone on the ultimate fighter and you know that's a really good cornerstone for for their career so i will always you know kind of be like ah uh, you know the fact that it's a huge opportunity missed out on so um you know at, at, but at the end of the day you know so, something else is coming along where i'm still going to be able to go out there and showcase my skills at the highest level so that's what i'm uh, most grateful for Obviously, signing with someone like P Soccer Punch, that's huge for you. But were you expecting to jump right back in there like a Bellator? You know, obviously, you got COVID pulled out of the Ultimate Fighter. Were you expecting that call from Bellator? Or were you expecting to maybe have to go to like an LFA or one of these other promotions, just given your layoff? Um, I mean, like, well, look, man, I train with uh, some, some killers, and I've been helping a lot of people get ready for their fights coming up. And I've basically been in camp for like the last six months. So I, I'm ready for anything. And I, I knew that, you know, I was on the UFC's radar. I'm on Bellator's radar. 
um, j just because of where I was at in the selection process. And yeah, and I, I mean, I, I had a, a good feeling that I was going to get a call by somebody big um, in the next you know couple months or so. And if I had to do a regional promotion in the meantime, I would. But um, you know, things worked out where I'm able to go and you know uh, get a few more eyes on me. So that's uh, that, that's really what I'm looking for. So you've got a fight here on June 25th. You're fighting Taylor Johnson. Yep. Your thoughts on the matchup? That's uh, a really good matchup. Taylor's a really tough dude. Uh, he comes forward, th throws hard shots, good wrestler. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really interesting fight. You know, um, strength-wise, you know, he's a collegiate grappler. I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner, and um, I've been working a lot on my striking. So I definitely feel like uh, matchups going to be uh, very interesting, and it's going to be uh, you know a banger to watch. One of the interesting things, I guess, since the last time you fought is the whole, you know, obviously it's not really a bubble anymore, but all these different restrictions. Do you feel like that's something you're going to get accustomed to? I know a lot of fighters have like, in a way, OCD, like they like things being perfect during fight week. Is that something that uh, that you can relate to or do you think you're just going to go in and, and uh, not have a problem with uh, all those adjustments? Yeah, I mean, I, I try to just kind of roll with the punches because if you have a, a, you know, a perfect idea of what's going to happen on that night and it doesn't happen, then it can kind of get you out of the mental state. So I just try to go in there and thinking, okay, you know what, whatever happens, I'm going to be able to adapt and overcome. So yeah, I, I guess that if that answers your question, I'm, I'm not really too worried about all that. You know, I, I had COVID, so I've got antibodies, so I'm protected at least for a little while. How was how was your experience with it? I know some guys say you know it lasted two weeks and they were back up and, and running, and then uh, guys like Jeff Molina were out for for months. Or you know Hazmat Chimaev. How was it? How was it for you? My symptoms were very mild. You know, um, I just had like slight headache. Um, you know, uh, but other than that, you know, I was still exercising while I was you know uh, in quarantine. Um, but yeah, very mild symptoms. Uh, definitely not not that bad, and just a little tired and stuff like that. But um, my cardio definitely bounced right back after I started getting back into the gym. So this fight was actually supposed to take place this past weekend. Yep. Uh, ended up getting pushed two weeks. What exactly transpired there to to have uh, it move? All I was told was my opponent got sick. So, um, you know, uh, I wish him, you know, I, I wish him good health. And, um, you know, I hope that he's at 100% when uh, we meet in the cage because I don't want any excuses. Do you, when, some, when a fight falls through like that, do you, do you prefer to have the same matchup like rebooked? Uh, or is it like, you know what, I've already prepped for this. Let, let's try something new. Um, well, in, in this case, I took the fight on, on about three weeks' notice. And it being pushed back uh, about two weeks, um, you know, I, it was another one of those things where it was just like, hey, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take two, two more weeks to, you know, ramp up my cardio and, uh, you know, try, try to work on a few more things in uh, training camp. So uh, with the two-week pushback, it was re really, you know, kind of a good thing as well, too. But, I mean, like I said, my cardio bounced back after having COVID, so I was ready to go on three, three weeks' notice and make, make 185. Um, but now it's just like, all right, we got, got a little bit more prep time, a little bit more time to work with my coaches and, uh, just get everything dialed in. You mentioned a little bit earlier about a big move you made a couple of years ago. How significant has that move been to, to Colorado and, and working with the guys there at, at Elevation? I mean, Drew Dober went through his tear this past, these past couple of years, uh, um, the list goes on and on. Justin Gaethje, what does it mean to you to have a, a group like that? 
oh man, like the, these guys are my brothers, you know, family. And I, we've got a lot of really good team camaraderie and stuff like that. Like, you know, we meet up outside the gym and play poker and, you know, we'll uh, do, do some uh, other team building activities and stuff like that. So, um, you know, like I've, I've just learned so much just from being out here and I've grown not only as a martial artist, but as a person, just being around all of these like really awesome people and you know learning from them and like uh really trying to uh you know emulate a lot of those people and uh tr trying to follow the the blueprint that they've laid in front of me you know it's it's uh you know it's a long road not everyone's road is the same but we all encounter similar uh, obstacles along the way and uh, I'm, uh, I'm very grateful to have learned from a lot of these people and uh like i said man i'm, I'm ready to go out there and show the world you know this is the new improved boogeyman I love it. I'm going to ask a couple more questions and then I'll let you go. There, there's one fight on your record that I really want to point out. I know a lot of people talk about the wins and the finishes, but uh, that fight with Hayward Charles. Oh, yeah. Like, the only loss you have as a, as a pro. What's the biggest lesson you took from that fight? Strategy. Strategy, uh, I would definitely say, is the biggest lesson and um, uh, not underestimating my opponent. Um, uh, not not gonna lie, that's honestly what happened. Um, uh, and you know, he was uh, better on the given night. You know, I, hats off to him for that. You know, he was able to go out there and he executed his game plan flawlessly. And I was, uh, you know, I was trailing. He he was uh, he was doing what he wanted to do, and I was reacting to his game plan. So I would definitely say that um, I've learned that you know. I need to use all of my tools available, and that is including, you know, uh, pre-fight strategy and making sure that mentally that I'm in a good, uh, you know, place when when I'm uh, tr trying to, you know, divulge and like go and break down my opponent, and you know, uh, I, I would definitely just say that, you know. I, I definitely could have worked a little bit more in certain areas that I didn't, and uh, you know, I, I paid the price for it. You know, was that was that loss ultimately the re the reason why you decided to make that jump and, and move to Colorado, or did it happen before? Uh, I was already training with Elevation at the time. Uh, that was my second fight with them. Um, yeah, and that, as far as like not using all of my tools, uh, as far as like. Um, certain positions where, uh, you know, Hayward is very good. I kind of let him pull and get to those positions where I, I might have been able to, you know, in training camp go and work out of those positions a little bit more, things like that. Um, but, you know, uh, I, again, hats off to Hayward. You know, he was able to pull it out on that night, and he was, he was the better man. But, you know, uh, I, I got an eye out for him. If, uh, if I, we have a cross pass again, I'll definitely be down for a rematch. And then lastly, June 25th is right around the corner. What can we expect uh, to see from you? Violence, pain and violence.